Not 
so difficult that way if i now look back at it right i mean I, i'm sure initial days are always the toughest uh, uh, and i i completely understand where you're coming from because uh, even i almost a year back when i moved to goa uh, right so um, right. initially it was it was kind of difficult because uh, we when when we are from the city life is pretty fast paced and then when you actually move out uh, and you go and settle in a space where uh, you know people are used to living their life at a certain pace and that yeah. pace is very much relaxed i i it it becomes very difficult for us to uh, it, it's more of a shock to us uh, because because your body your uh, your lifestyle doesn't subscribe to it initially and uh, as soon as time passes on i i believe you fit into that environment uh, very organically so yeah right. and i understand what uh, uh, the experience uh, you must have had and uh, now that you are in in a comfortable space i i believe uh, it's it's a good thing to hear yes very rightly said about the lifestyle and things like that but there are also things like uh, there are seasonal vegetables that we talk about i i always talk talk about it to my guests that right. it is so confined and so defined out here that you will not get any fruit or vegetable that is out of the season so okay. only eating those vegetables and even if it has to be repetitive uh, but it helps in supporting your whole being in that season and you will not find anything else that is not not supporting your body and also with regards to a lot of altitude difference from mumbai to himachal mumbai is like 1000 feet above the sea level and we are like 5800 you know feet above the sea level so that was like a huge difference so the body also took a toll for quite some time it still does a lot of times but right. yes you then you just get used to it and you know that just becomes a part of your life and your lifestyle so yeah right. so another thing as in yeah i remember you just telling me uh, a few days back you know um, of course and you just you just made a mention of it right now uh, you are in a space where you have these uh, uh, vegetables and fruits it's fresh produce uh, coming to you directly from the farms uh, there there isn't uh, much of uh, uh, i would say you know the shelf life uh, that these perishables have Uh, uh you are in a way negating it because you are just going and sourcing it straight from the farm there's not a lot of uh, uh, uh i i'm actually for for the loss of words actually but uh, uh, you know it, it's uh, the freshness actually of these yeah. products right so um, i'm sure it affects the taste and uh, you know it sort of accentuates your uh, cooking right and uh, when when you sort of uh, uh dish this this dish these items out um they have these enhanced flavors right it's it's barely any loss of original uh uh taste absolutely so what happens is that these people uh the ones my landlady also has a huge farm and where right. where i live right. in the farm so she does a lot of uh, vegetables and all of that fruits and all and so when she gives me those are absolutely no pesticides no nothing but the ones that we get from the market 
uh, as much as Mumbai or any other place that you would have uh, pesticides being uh, sprayed on them, it's not that much. But you can feel the uh, really distinct taste of anything on your tongue, like a tomato or a ginger. It is right, so right. so so tender and so amazing to taste. Like when I came from Bombay to Himachal, it took me it took my palate. such a long time for it to get adjusted and i would actually so mindfully chew it and get the taste of it and then swallow it be it water be it fruits be it vegetables everything has like that very typical raw real taste to it you know it is nothing like I mean, what you would get anywhere else great i mean it's really good to hear that because i i know that uh, uh, for city folks like us now i wouldn't like to call myself a self uh, a city folk actually but uh, i i know exactly what you mean right um, there is a, a huge variation in uh, taste uh, when you have these items uh, that are being sold in the markets and for someone who actually goes out and uh, actually gets to try this uh, you know a, a local produce and uh, you're not used to it as in like not that it really affects you and your body as such that you know on on that level but uh, it's it's a different taste altogether so i mean yeah it's really interesting right yes it's a different taste and it does affect your body yeah i mean uh, the food that is so pure the water that comes directly from the himalayas straight into our you know pipes so it does make a difference on your Skin, on your body, in your on your internal uh, system, everything. So it just in in increases and enhances your immune system, and you see the difference in your whole uh, being. Like when I came to Mumbai now, uh, and the food that I was having, my body took a lot of time to adjust to that kind of food that was being produced or that I ate over there, and uh, I had an upset tummy. because i'm so for two years i was eating only food from here and at home that i cook so yeah it 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 is clearly very different you know interestingly you just made a mention of uh, the water that you get you know i mean uh, yeah. and and i think so that is one of the most vital uh, in not not an in ingredient but uh, yeah when it comes to cooking right you know the taste yeah. of your water the minerals that are there in it uh they really sort of water enhances uh the taste it uh, you know i mean when you have the same dish in different places you know across the country or you know wherever in a different city probably it right. it does taste different and i think so water has got a very vital role to play in it absolutely because it is from the himalayas and straight from the mountains uh like you very rightly mentioned about the minerals it is rich in minerals iron and all of all of the components of the water and when you drink it or even add it in the food uh you can feel the sweetness of it not so much in the food that you you might find because it gets camouflaged with the cooking but when you drink it on your tongue you can feel the sweetness and the purity again of it because it is so fresh and so directly from the mountains from the himalayas since the himalayas are just right behind the house so yes right <laughs> another thing is that i want to move to uh, you know the cooking 
aspect of uh, this uh, conversation as in like your cooking uh, especially uh, i i know that you know i have had uh, i have had food uh, cooked by you back in bombay and uh, believe me it was tasty it was absolutely yum and uh, thank you <laughs> uh, yes absolutely but there there's this, this one thing that you know i really want to do is i want to come to uh, your place in himachal and i want to try that out again because uh, i mean one thing for sure that i i do love the way you cook i do love uh, the dishes that you prepare sometimes what i have had back in bombay uh, was very simple something as simple as dal chawal roti and and uh, a sabzi right but yes. um, it, it was it was so light and uh, you know now now that we discuss about uh, the waters from the himalayas and you know that being rich in minerals and uh, uh, other things and you know i i really want to experience how that affects the cooking and how it sort of brings out the flavor of right. uh, all all the ingredients in the food and i'm really really uh, looking forward to this yes so i'll tell you about it so uh, there was a lot of difference in the way i cooked in mumbai given the kind of atmospheric conditions and humidity and uh, the climate over there and over right. here so and also a lot of ingredients okay. uh, being available not being available uh so i had to do a lot of permutation combination and evolve my cooking to another level because it had to suit uh this climatic conditions and the things that are available and the things that i had to because i uh, grind all the purees and uh, also make sure that most of the masalas are also made at home um and finding those ingredients for it was not very easy out here but then uh yes uh what i would cook in bombay and how it would taste if i had to cook the same dish here it would taste differently because even if i have to boil an egg in bombay it would take me about uh about 13 minutes for four eggs to boil uh sorry 9 minutes here it takes me 13 minutes for four eggs to boil okay. because of the pressure in the air and so that affecting the cooking and uh how the food gets processed so also keeping that in mind that the health aspect of it and not losing the nutrients in the food while you're cooking so all of that had to be kept in mind and now i have revamped the whole cooking but the the basic of cooking remains the same which is the intuitive creative cooking and cook to heal so food that heals you if you cook and also the other when the other consumes it Yeah. Cool. That's like really good to know. Uh, Janvi, I have one more question. You know, I mean, you were talking about uh, you know pureeing and uh, you know the mixing of the masalas and all that. I I I, I was actually uh, curious to know. Uh, now you know when you cook food, and uh, I mean, essentially, what I'm un- trying to understand from you is, you know, you're trying to go back to the old style of cooking. Are you? um using technology are you trying to use appliances uh, in in making these ingredients or are you trying to go the traditional way where you have a grinding stone and all that and you're trying to make your masalas i mean how does that work for you so uh, initially i did have a mortal and pe- pestle for having the 
you know not as such purees but just coarsely grinding the ginger garlic depending on the dish and you know uh, how i want to bring out the taste in the dish but these days it has been uh, using my small mini hand mixi uh, because okay. it is more of pureed because the ginger garlic paste and uh, the the tomato puree the onion puree all of that just the garlic this thing it's like it just gives me that very exact kind of uh, texture i would say okay and because of that texture the taste that gets uh, converted into the food when we add it so that that gives me a very perfect kind of a thing that i would need for cooking so yeah right great yeah great uh you know i i always keep wondering you know i i remember back in bombay when you used to tell me about uh, uh intuitive cooking and you know something that you're doing now right, right. um i i was always intrigued about this term in, intuitive i mean what is it all about as in like you know uh, yeah i we all know that you know there's cooking right but there's what is intuitive cooking so intuitive cooking is more over uh, not getting stuck with the recipe and uh, yet cooking very delicious and nutritious food uh, that will nourish you and your soul with whatever is available at home like just opening your fridge and pantry and just mixing it up uh, with whatever of course knowing the taste like for example you could uh, if you don't have tomatoes you could make do with a lemon if you don't have a lemon you could make do with a uh, uh, dry mango powder which is amchur powder so you know not getting right. stuck with things and yet making the best out of what is available so that is intuitive and also flowing with uh, images and things that are coming to you so that i'm going to cover in the next uh, conversation of ours because that's a little deeper to get into but yes intuitive right. cooking is flowing with what is available making the best out of it and creating something out of your uh, intuition and putting things together and making a yummy dish without getting stuck that this is not there that is not there and then not cooking for yourself so all that goes a uh, goes right away. yeah i mean so so from what i'm understanding does it uh, does it mean that it is unplanned in a way or it is planned but uh, you know i mean you're trying to make do of what is there you're trying to optimize your ingredients uh, of of whatever is available in in your kitchen uh, does it does it mean that way or is it uh, completely unplanned as in like you know hey that uh, this is this is what i feel like this is what is available and this is what i can make i mean how does that work so it's basically that whenever you are cooking you always have an idea uh, at the back of your mind what you're going to cook like i am a person and in my home stay also as a part of the thali that i serve it is rice dal salad and a vegetable so this is decided for me okay but days there are some days that i don't feel like having this and then you just listen to your body and you know you automatically gravitate towards those kind of foods and you know uh, you start cooking that kind of food or depending on your hunger or what what it feels like so the skeleton you will always have in mind like today i have made uh, sauteed vegetables 
because it felt like having something sorted and light and you know making it absolutely delicious and healthy at the same time it is light and filling and uh not exactly very heavy but at the same time it is also good for the tummy so you know you always have that kind of an idea it that is what is about using your intuition and flowing with it like not pushing your agendas because uh your body has more intelligence than right. you do so it knows it knows more than what you would know so you know that that is the whole process that i'm going to be speaking in the eventually uh the sessions that we will be right. talking about talking in so yes so that's what it is cool uh you know so i uh, from what i understand you're you're trying to say uh, it it's basically something that comes from within uh, is is what you go ahead and cook so does it mean that it is like an individual uh, cooking as in like uh, is it is it only cooking for yourself how does that work if you have uh, people over and you are cooking for others so how does that work how do you plan right. your meal uh, let's say you have a couple of friends over right uh, how does how, right. how would you plan your meal uh, if if that is the case So what happens is you always attract your your vibe attracts your tribe. Right. So what you're feeling today you will have exactly the same people coming to you who are feeling the same and will want nourishment. Right. So I do it through food. So being in touch with yourself and your emotions and what you're feeling. So some days it could be that you're feeling ungrounded. So when you're feeling not grounded then automatically I see myself uh gravitating towards uh root vegetables so it will have carrot in the veg, veg uh, salad it will have potato ki sabzi so everything to do with roots so there was this one guest who had come to my house to stay uh, not stay i mean uh, he had come for meals and i was cooking food for him and it's also about connecting with the people who come to you so that connect automatically happens when you start listening to your intuition So he just happened to send me a message that he's coming for dinner in the evening and through the message I uh, connected with him intuitively and when I started cooking uh, I could I found myself gravitating towards a lot of ginger a lot of cumin seeds and I kept adding it in his drink in his food drink meaning the 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 jasmine tea that I okay. offer so uh, in the food also and i i didn't wonder or question or ask anything about it but because i kept going because it's also being aware of where your hands are going and what ingredients it's picking up and because the subconscious is also very strong in picking up things and it guides you accordingly your actions get guided with your intuition right so when that flow is there it automatically happens and when then he came home had the dinner and i told him that I found myself, you know, adding a lot of cumin seeds and ginger and things like that. Work is uh, is everything all right with you? And he tells me that his stomach has been upset, and he was he was from Israel, and he was admitted in the hospital for the first for month that he came to India for food poisoning, and that's when he had just gotten out of, uh, you know, uh, the illness, and he was trying to eat. good healthy food because i cook my food in mustard oil and clarified butter and all of that so 
so and and then i understood that you know the jeera and ginger where it came from so that's how it works you know so and and i was also going to have the same food so perhaps even my body needed it because when you are doing it we are a hologram of each every person is a hologram of each other so what's happening to me is happening to you what's happening to you is happening to the other that's how it works It's very interesting i mean uh, i i i know janvi that you know you have been a person who always has had uh, a meditative side to her um and i i don't know if these two things are connected in any way uh, you know whether this cooking whether the style of cooking does it have anything to do with meditation uh, is is one part of my question the other part is uh, let's say for example i mean if yes if that answer to that question is yes how does it work for someone mm-hmm. like me uh I, i i to be honest i've never been a person who's been into meditation uh you know so how does that work with me if tomorrow i have to take up something uh like what you do uh how does that okay. float my boat okay so a uh, meditative side to this uh, actually i hadn't d- discovered this side of me uh so i've been cooking for the last 19 years and uh, three and a half years inclusive of uh, the 19 years in terms of professional cooking from bombay and in himachal so uh, when i used to cook up until that time until i started my business in bombay it was just you know just creatively cooking but as i started meditating and uh, uh, which i will be speaking about and giving a guided meditation also before cooking you invoke those certain gods and goddesses for your intuitive intuition to flow and become more aware of your thoughts because this also helps you to become more aware of your thoughts become more aware of the images that you are seeing and you will know what actions to take so it's an innate knowing you know because uh this is an ancient way of cooking which i only figured out when i started channeling recipes and cooking accordingly and the customers when i had at that time i used to have some 10 15 customers all over bombay and the delivery boys used to go and you know so uh, deliver food to them so uh even if i'm cooking for so many people the emotions used to be the same so when you tap into yourself you tap into the like i said before also but that you do it through meditation you know so it makes you helps you more aware of what you are seeing and what needs to be done and uh, yeah that that that's how it goes does that answer your question yeah it does in fact this is really cool like i i think so this i'm opening up to a completely new dimension of cooking um I I want to ask you um Janvi that you know what is the inspiration do you look up to uh, a, a certain individual or do you look up to a, a, a higher being a, a super supreme being uh, if yes then I mean where do you derive that in, inspiration from right yeah so uh, for me when i started off i uh, I would only uh, invoke the goddesses because I'm into Indian mythology and studying about the scriptures and Vedic chants, how it helps one in you know 
uh, getting those kind of qualities personalities out of you so uh, for me it was always goddess saraswati since the beginning because she is the goddess of creativity knowledge intuition that flows through you the information that you have which is there in our dna for aeons now but which is not been tapped into so when you uh, she used to be initially she still is along with that i also have goddess annapurna so annapurna is the goddess of uh, food and nourishment yes and she is yes. an avatar of goddess parvati so so she has been my inspiration also so invoking her as well and when you cook from that side of you the food is always going to be very highly vibrating and high on energy so because yeah everything is energy so is food cool. uh, i i know for sure and you know you've told me this in the past also right you know when you cook uh, and this is a question that's related to what you just said right now uh, do you invoke right. chants uh, when you cook your food or you know maybe when you're preparing your food do you invoke some special chants uh, some special mantras for uh, uh, you know this this cooking i don't really invoke chants what happens is when we are chanting mm-hmm. so the chants are also imprinted in our dna because the chants are also written by the you know sages and the rishi munis uh 5000 6000 years before right. which are a part of the scriptures of rigveda and yajurveda so uh so they have done so it's also a part of us because even the sages were humans and so are we so it is already there in us uh but when we recite when we say those uh, chants and mana those those words activate activate our you know cells in our body and do those changes in us like for annapurna stotra that is there uh it has something as you know uh, she is the goddess who lives in the mountains she is the one who cooks for bringing courage bringing strength to the family so you know so the whole stotra explains all of that there is it's a 13 verse 13 15, 13 verses uh a uh, stotra which i read and so when you do that uh, when you're cooking also when you're in tune with your emotions uh you will uh, the chance will just flow to you like for me it has always been flowing uh be it om namah shivaya be it durga chant be it a uh, be it a uh, saraswati chant so whatever in that moment it is also tapping into the realms that you don't see about the person and yourself but your innate knowing and the being knows what it needs to enhance your being so accordingly you end up chanting those those chants come to you and you flow with it and you chant so that's how i also chant while uh, in for uh, while cooking to infuse those energies into the food wow i mean mind blown to be honest <laughs> Uh, uh i mean yeah okay so let's say if someone really has to take up intuitive cooking or you know try to find themselves how what would you advise your listeners or i mean let's say me what would you advise me if i wanted to start uh, cooking the way you do so uh 
it's just that you've got to know a basic uh, yeah you need to know cooking for sure have a basic <laughs> idea no 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 you don't need to know cooking no not at all that's a that's a misconception nobody needs to know cooking you just need to know basics like when you put oil tadka hota right. hai aur tadke mein kya kya jata hai so you know it is just about that just the basics you need to know at a very ground level and rest i will anyways touch up on the coming uh, podcasts and help you you know navigate through it and do it for yourself right i'm already kicked about this <laughs> so super man i mean it was like a great uh, chat with you i mean i i you know i take back uh, a lot of things now uh, you know from our conversation there is so much for me uh, that i didn't know about and it, all this is like uh, i wouldn't say new but uh, there are so many things that i can actually uh, discover and uh, i i i think i'm really going to look forward to uh, hearing your other episodes and uh, also discover my side of cooking well uh, right uh, i don't know what's the theory one that i'm a really bad cook but uh, let's see i'm going to experiment on myself only right and then <laughs> there is nothing called as a good cook or a bad cook okay food is food and what you cook is 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 cooked is food it's just that right that's 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 a superb way of uh, ending the chat to be honest फर्स्ट uh in in your series so i'm really uh, honored for that thanks a lot you're welcome you're most welcome and you probably will be the only guest that i would like to hear questions from <laughs> okay so we'll, we'll probably we we'll probably have another series where we just have like a to and fro between us right but yeah i exactly. really uh, wish you the best in in your uh, new endeavor and uh, I would be uh, an avid listener of uh, your upcoming episodes. All the best to you, Janvi. Thank you so much, Sasme. Thanks a lot. Thank you so Thanks much. Thanks a lot. Yes. Thank you. Bye. Bye.